So welcome back to the podcast. And today we're going to talk about three clients you should avoid if you're looking to scale your business. Now, a problem that a lot of coaches run into when they first start is for most money is a little bit short, um, or at least they're not making enough as they want to. And they take on every single client that applies to them. So anyone that shows any kind of an interest, any kind of willingness to be on the service, they're on a call immediately and you're trying to get them in. And I understand why I've obviously been in that position myself. When I first started my online business, I was negative about 15 grand, probably a little bit more. Um, so I understand the situation more than most that you just want to get people into your business and you just need to make that money back. However, in hindsight, I made these mistakes and it wasn't the best idea. And I'll tell you some stories of some problems that I've run into because of that. And the reason why I put this content out and the reason why I do these messages and podcasts and talk about these things is so you don't make the same mistakes that I did and that you can learn from me potentially dragging things out longer than they needed to and running into issues. So I'm going to talk about the kind of clients that you should avoid. Again, I'm not trying to be dictatory to you. I'm just trying to help you not make the same mistakes that I did. So the first thing that you should avoid is clients who've had tons of coaches, okay? Clients who come to you and they've had five or six coaches and they've all been shit and it's all the coach's fault and they didn't do this and they didn't do that. There becomes a point where you've got to start questioning whether that client is particularly the problem. And I do this with my business mentoring now. If someone's come from me through seven or eight or probably less, like three or four business mentors before, and they're telling me that they were all terrible and none of it worked and everything was at zero. I'm starting to worry then what the issue is because, you know, even though I may not agree with every business mentor's way of marketing or ethics or even just, you know, the way that they do things, we all have different ways of doing things. I know that they're not all fucking idiots and it must work in some way, shape or form for them. And sometimes it doesn't click and that's cool. But it's when people come to me and they say, nothing worked. I didn't get anything out of it. I did zero. I'm starting to wonder, well, even if you half apply half bad information, you will get somewhere. And it's the same with coaching. Okay. It's the same with fitness clients. When they come to you and they're like, oh, I did X program and this program and Y program and it, you know, it never worked. I didn't lose any weight. It was awful. It was terrible. I'm starting to get red flags there. And it's the, you know, the same way with ex-partners. If, if you've got a missus and uh, her exes are all catastrophic, carnage, fireballs of relationships, chances are you're going to be the next one, unfortunately. And that comes down to your ego as a coach, I feel. Like you need to realize that, yes, you might be good and yes, you might be different to what other people do, but you're also not the Messiah. And you don't have this you know, gift from God that you're going to change everyone's fortunes around. Um, the caveat with this is if people come to you and they're telling you the reasons why they didn't get on well with things are, oh, you know, I didn't really apply myself. I wasn't in the best situation. I did get some results, but it wasn't something I could do long term. It didn't quite fit with my lifestyle. That's cool. That's fine. Cause that's them being open and honest about the things that didn't work for them and why they think it's going to work again in the future. But if they're just a constant negative it was shit. I hate, you know, I hated it. It didn't do anything. It was useless. It was a waste of money. If that happens more than a couple of times, there's a common denominator there and it's probably the client. 
And realistically, unless they're going to start to think about what's going to be different for them this time, you're probably going to be the next coach in that list. Um, so I would recommend to avoid those kind of people. The second one is clients who don't fit in your system. Okay, and this may seem a bit counterintuitive that when you're first starting out, you don't have a system, but eventually you will need some sort of system so you're not putting out lots of different fires all at once. All right, your system should be streamlined. So yes, there's individuality with every single client, but you should be dealing with particular clients and particular you know, demographics with particular problems. And that will allow you to systemize your coaching, deliver leverage coaching, so you can create things like videos and members area and things like that that are going to leverage your time. And ultimately allow you to coach more clients at a higher level. I've just used the word ultimately, which I fucking hate, but it will allow you to coach more clients at a better level and get better results with them. Now, there's always going to be clients that are on the fringes of that, and that's absolutely fine. But you will occasionally get clients that completely go against what system you want and the way that you want to do things. So, for example, ones that I ran into is not wanting to be part of a Facebook group, point blank refusing to be part of a Facebook group, not wanting to check in in the specific way that you need to be checked in. So if you do things by a loom, not wanting that, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather do something else. And that's cool if they want less support, but then you need to be aware that obviously you're bending your service to them. Okay. But there's clients that will dig their feet in. They don't want a phone call or they don't want a Zoom call to sign up. They actually, they, no, I don't want to do that. Can we not just do it on Messenger? Or I don't want to do the Facebook group. I don't like Facebook. I don't have Facebook. Can I not do it some other way? So I once made this mistake and I had a client who made me coach him over email. Basically, he was like, I really, really, really want to be part of the program. I really, really, really want to work with you. And I was like, cool, well, you know, we've got coaching app, blah, blah, blah. Um, join the Facebook group. Well, you get extra support and community in there. Except, no, can I not just do it by email? Can I not just send you an email once a week? And I'm like, I don't know what, what possessed me to, to have this person on the program, but I did. I allowed him in the program. I sent him his meal plan, um, which we were doing at the time, which was, you know, all the foods that he told me he liked and enjoyed, um, made it into something that would work for his level of calories. Give him some, I, get, I think he gave him four or five different options and then said, you know, if you need to change anything around, here's a video on how to use my fitness pal. Um, track around that. Send me over any information that you want um, me to look over and I'll just make sure you're doing it correctly. Send him his training plan, cool. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, I got a... I got a voice note from him. Bearing in mind, I hadn't heard from him from probably about a month at this point. He'd emailed me a month previously and said, I'm, I'm, I've got some personal stuff going on. I can't continue with the coaching. And I was like, fucking thank God for that. Um, but he sent me a voice note saying, I'm going to minute. I've just realized what you did, mate. And I was <laughs> bearing in mind, this is a Christmas Eve. And I was like, all right, I'm going to entertain this. What, what's going on? And he's like, so all you basically did was take the foods that I normally eat, but change the amounts of them. So I was in a calorie deficit and I was like, well, yeah, that's exactly what I did. Like, I, actually, that's a very good description of what I did for you. And I give you a training plan. Well, I could have done that myself. I, was, I just, I, I couldn't believe it. And he's like, you, you scammed me. All you did was take the food that I always eat and change it into a way that was a calorie deficit. And I was like, mate, that's the underlying principle of the whole fucking thing. Of course, that's what I did. And if you could have done it yourself, why the fuck didn't you beforehand? I'm not selling a magic pill here. Like it is mostly common sense and some support and some help. 
well, you didn't really give me much support and help. I was like, you didn't fucking join the group. You told me that you couldn't. Well, yeah, I'm banned from Facebook. And then I started to twig like, right, I get where this is going now. There's a reason why this cunt's banned from Facebook. I don't know if I'm allowed to say cunt on these. I've said it anyway. Um, there's a reason why this person is banned from Facebook. And, and that to me, dealing with that on Christmas Eve and him calling me a scam artist because I reworked the food that he always eats into a calorie deficit for him. Um, it really made this hit home for me. Um, so don't take on clients who don't fit your system because it never works out. And you might just get um, nasty voice notes on Christmas Eve. And the last one is clients who are only focused on price. Okay, so clients, and again, everyone has a price, right? And you can't be too hard line with this, but there are certain people that you will speak to on social media that are only focused on price. They won't entertain a conversation with you without talking about the price. They won't even ask about how the program works, the kind of results you could get for them, what kind of support that they get, what problems do you solve, none of it. The only thing is sitting around price. Now that to me tells me one of two things. A, this person is you know, very, very price driven, which means that realistically, even if I get them on a call for a premium level service, they're not gonna pay it. So it's a waste of everyone's time. The second thing is that maybe they're not that kind of person, but finances are a little bit short. And again, realistically, do you want those people inside your program? Because the only thing that happens inside the program once that happens is the likelihood is that they're not going to make their payments. So if you've got, if you're not taking payment up front, if you're taking payment up front and they can afford it, it kind of alleviates all the problems. But if you're doing a payment plan, which is more than likely for people who are short on, on the front end money, Chances are, if they're very, very close to managing to afford it, they're probably not going to be able to afford it long-term. They're probably not even going to be able to afford it for the three months. And that ends up with bouncing payments, you chasing, them telling you they can't afford it because something's gone wrong at some point. And then it kind of ruins the relationship for both of you because you've been paid some money, fair enough. You're not going to get paid the rest of it. The client has got some sort of help but not enough for what they needed and not got a result. And everyone realistically leaves empty-handed. Yes, you know, you've got a little bit of money, but realistically, that's not really what you're in this game for. It's only worth it if a client pays you and has a good relationship with the business and gets a good result. So then you can continue to grow your business with them. So I always, if somebody's really, really, really like spreading it thin on a fitness business, I would personally not take them on just because of the fact that, you know, if they're already very, very close to that life, usually once every three months will hit you with an unexpected expense. Now, a way to get around this is if you have in your application form things about, you know, having enough to invest in your coaching services, asking if you have access to savings, not even to use for the program, but just for the fact that they have money that if life does hit them, this isn't their savings money that they're spending on you. And just getting a really clear idea of where their financial situation is at investment-wise before you take them on. Um, a lot of that you can do in your application form. In fact, two out of three of these things you can do in your application form because you can ask what kind of, what previous experience they've had with coaches. And if you are seeing red flags, that would be something that I would delve into potentially even before I get on the call to make sure it's even worth discussing the service with them. So those are three coaches um, not three coaches, three clients that I would avoid in your fitness business. And one story 
about how I got called a scam artist on Christmas Eve. So hopefully that's helpful. Um, if you want to learn more about what we do and how we coach and business mentoring for coaches, um, there's a couple of things you can do. You can search on Facebook, get more leads, collective coaching, and that will get you into a free Facebook group where you can learn more about lead generation because that's probably the biggest problem that we solve with coaches who come in at our lowest level program. And also you can get me on Instagram, which is at underscore, no, it's not. It's Steve underscore McGrath. Thank you.